Hi, it's Gareth from the Wise Men Say podcast here. Just to let you know there is some David Moyes audio in this week's podcast. And due to a technical problem, um, it's not quite as loud as we'd like it. So it's only about 15 seconds long. So apologies in advance and enjoy the show. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. I'm Stephen Goldsworth. I'm back, in, unfortunately, in case you were listening last week and thought it might be a permanent thing. Uh, unfortunately not. Although the lads did decide in my absence that we were going to stand and do the shows again, which isn't great. don't know why uh, that What's decision's been made. Like? Against modern podcasting, I like to sit down. I like to stand up. Do you? Right. Okay. It's better, isn't it? You can get more... More what? We scored, we scored some goals at the weekend, so like, you've got to be standing up for that, haven't you? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you actually got to stand up with a match for, for like once. Well, not what I said, they don't. <laughs> um, right, that was Roy Fallow, as you could hear. We're also joined, uh, myself and Gareth, this afternoon by Michael Luff as well, who contributes for us and for Rocker Report, as does Rory. Yeah, we're, bl- we're, we're blending all in together. Mm. Just trying to uh, get yourself out a, there. A, a bridge between fan sites. <laughs> incest. You're like, you're like in the fan oh, Basically, it's just incest, isn't it? Uh, if you want to think of it that way, yeah. I suppose. Blog and podcast incest. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a go. start. Yeah. See, Good Easter just, Monday, isn't it? What happens, you know? I was just trying to let that roll yeah. there to see where it was going to go, but yeah. I'm going to have to come in and step in, aren't I? Um, Jesus, thing, I didn't die for this. <laughs> no. I didn't rise again for this. I didn't rise again for this. Do you want to get any more Easter puns out of the way before we... Uh... Speaking of resurrections, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that headline was on every paper, wasn't it? The resurrection of X-Team or the resurrection of X-Player. Mm. Just on resurrections of Wabi Kazri. His mm. head looks well, a bit I like mean, an egg. You know, yeah, it does, there you yeah. go. There was always the danger this was going to happen in a, in a way, wasn't it? We even, we even, no, no, well, was there? no, but I, I mean the the irony of that that he eventually he puts him in the team and he and he delivers to the point to the degree that all the fans probably suspected he might do if he was given a chance. Um, and in in a way, Moyes is thinking, "Oh God, I can't win with this one, can I?" Because uh, he's obviously going to get asked about it at the end of the game, and he, well, he, he was quite quick there to sort of brush yeah. it, brush it under the carpet. You know, you you know you're doing badly when even when you do something well, <laughs> it, it like blows up in your face because he just mugged them off, didn't he? Completely just made him look like a even more of a fool. Than it he, sort of justified us speaking about him every week and every show because I didn't actually realise that it had been that long since he'd started a game, October, yeah, which is criminal, just it's criminal, well, you can't defend that, can you? You, you? He hasn't started since October and we have always been um, keen and quick to stress that, you know, Kasri isn't Maradona and he wasn't going to, you know, he isn't going to come in the side and suddenly change everything, although he was the best player on, on the pitch at the weekend, but to, to not start him from October there's little justification in that and he's rightly going to get questioned on that. But everybody, it's a good place to start, though, isn't it, with with, with Kazri? And it just made you depressed that we haven't had this earlier, doesn't it? It's just mad. Like he he won't play as well as that every week. Like that was if, his if, best game for Sunderland. Yeah, 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 yeah probably yeah. was. And actually, in terms of individual performances this season, you can probably only think of an Ichibi maybe at Bournemouth that was better. Like in terms of just an all-round yeah, individual game, like display. Hall as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know he's not, he's not going to play that well every week because if he does he, he doesn't play for Sunderland. But you can't leave out a man for that long who's got all that in his locker. Even if he doesn't play that well, he's got a set piece on him. He can you know that first touch where he totally took James Collins out of the game was like probably one of the best individual pieces of skill you've seen from a Sunderland player this season. And there's not exactly much competition for that, but 
how can you you see that corner go in? And you look at like last week we're playing Man United with ten men, the set pieces are the leveller. You got Didier and Dong taking corners, <laughs> and Kazri Kazri doesn't even get on off the bench. We didn't even use our last substitution. It's just, yeah, it's just made Moyes look like even more of an idiot. I mean, than... even just his inclusion, and of his inclusion helps us again. You know, it, it wasn't particularly great or anything like that, but just the, the way the shape of the, yeah the shape of the side changes because you have out balls and you have options and you have attack and purpose now. So much so that Jermaine Defoe really went unnoticed largely. I thought. In, in the game, where normally any tiny attack and intent we have goes through him, which speaks a lot for the other players who were playing, and it makes all the difference to this team. But again, we're at the point where that's just frustrating you now because Sunderland are going to go down now, and, oh. and there's no doubt about it. For me, and this Saturday... is a case of what could have been rather than being able to look forward positively. Yeah. Well, for me, Saturday, it was just one big case of here's what you could have won, in my opinion. Like, yeah. You looked around and you saw, as you mentioned there, like an HB, he was holding the ball up, he made a nuisance of himself. He played a, a massive hand in both for goals by challenging the goalkeeper. And you, and again, you look at Kajari, the way he was like kind of playing in a very expressive manner. He was beating men, he was creating chances. And you just think back to the January transfer window and you think, well, if he just brought in the centre forward, you know, then this could have all been avoided. I know at the time we spoke about, oh, well, should we sign players for the sake of this? But we also made the point of if you can't get like the best players available for a football club, you sometimes have to get like a lesser version who people fans maybe will turn their nose up at. But it's about finding a way of playing. And Moyes, he's very quick to talk about a lack of quality, but that could have been prevented. He'd found a system of playing. I'm not saying that we would have be, would have stayed up or anything, but I think it's about giving yourself a chance. And I don't think he's done that really. What do you, whatever you think about you know Berbatov and and in his the way he plays the game and, and all that and yeah he's 36 but it, it doesn't I don't think it helps when he comes out and says oh yeah I had talks to Sunderland I was happy to sign and the base he just never got back in touch I mean it just it, it is that is like yeah it, we, it it's that is the key hinds pit of hindsight there because we could all say oh yeah well it's great it's not Dimit Arbor from eight years ago when he's 28 29 um, playing for Tottenham Man United and you know being a brilliant player, but you know we're taking a chance on people like Anicha B and Pinar. And yeah, at what exactly. point, where where, do, where does the line stop? Yeah. To you, so you go like, oh well, they're all right, but not him. When we needed a player in that position, and he was willing to play for us, and a player like that, you know, I don't, he's a name. Like I know, maybe a name is what you need to give people around the club a bit of a lift. Maybe he would have done something. Maybe he would have been, you know, rubbish. And you could question whether his work rate would go down. Yeah, no, but that, well, I think it's a bit his, of a with this group of fans. But maybe that might be a bit of a cliche. And in when it comes to criticising someone like Berbatov, saying oh, his his work rate, different players operate differently on the football pitch, don't they? And I guess it's subjective whether you think they're putting it in. But maybe he doesn't. Well, maybe he's got a quicker, quicker. Yeah, he's got quick. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's all about options and giving yourself a chance. Yeah, it's not like you're you're replacing a superstar anyway. You're replacing Victor and Nietzsche. You yeah. just need someone who's going to yeah. do. Can he hold the ball up? Can he be a bit of a nuisance with his physicality? The answers to that, are yes. Then that's what we that's what we needed. There was a, there was a, even that European loan option we didn't use. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really any excuse when we were were throwing a little bit of money about on players like. Gibson of years or you know we used some wages up on bringing Lescott in who's done nothing who, who's exactly. just been a waste of waste of wages really there's no excuse not to bring that forward in if he was so determined to play this 4-3-3 he needed the right tools for it without 
someone like Kazri, who I don't buy into this myth that he doesn't work hard because he was chasing down plenty mm. of lost calls. We saw it last season that yeah, he, that he exactly. does does put the work rate in because you look at how he covered, he had the relationship with Van Arnold last season. So he could have done the job of Watmore. Maybe, you know, not exactly the same kind of player, probably with a bit more skill, actually. And if you had that cent- that centre-forward in an HB, we had the chance to take that little run of form we had around November, December, when we beat Hull, Watford, Bournemouth, Leicester. But he's tried to do it without the right tools when... If he'd given Kazri a chance, if he'd brought a centre-forward in, he had the chance to keep that going and have his system work. I think Kazri's been the the real sort of like sore thumb, hasn't it, in in the whole season and the whole squad. And the way way that people talk about him, it it, it got to the stage where at the first game of the season, people were like, Gucci's playing instead of Kazri, that's weird. And then, yeah, he's come on as a substitute and not done too well in games. But... You know, there might be a variety of reasons why that is. You know, if a manager comes in and says, "Oh, you give the ball away too much and you're fat, so I'm not <laughs> going to play you," you know, and it, I doubt he would have put it as bluntly as that. But I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> probably gave him a slap as well after. <laughs> but you, you know, how, what's that going to do for the bloke? Uh, you know, maybe he needs an arm around him. Maybe and it go. It all goes back to, um, you know, a, a manager getting the best out of the, the the squad that he's got available to him, and you know, I think. Everyone in this room would probably agree that he certainly hasn't done that, and you know it's just funny, isn't it? That you look at the weekend, Kazri plays. It almost would have been better if he'd been awful, because then you wouldn't be thinking, well, at least you know if he had played, maybe this would have happened or that would have happened. Um, but you know, it's, it's every every microcosm of, of Kazri's game. Every time he comes on, ten minutes, it's like, what did he do in that ten minutes? And it's like all analysed yeah. to the nth degree because people are talking about him. Should he come into the team? And yeah, he did have a little run of games, didn't he, back in October? Um, he didn't, you know. I thought he played quite well at Stoke actually when we got beat two yeah, 0 there. Did, he did. Um, and you know, but I think he was probably dropped the next game because I think we had Bournemouth the following week. Because I think was it not Arsenal? Was that not the last game West, he played? Oh West, yeah, he played against Arsenal. Against well, Arsenal, actually, yeah. I thought well, he had, had a West decent for, between yeah. that as well. That was the last yeah. game he started the West Ham game. I thought he had a Arsenal. decent kit. No, he started he against start, Arsenal. He started on the wide position of the yeah. front three, and yeah. then he moved him in the middle, and then we collapsed, didn't we? Yeah. And it was almost, I got the feeling at the time, he, he, he maybe indirectly he brought Yanazai on, didn't that. he? Yeah, and he, and he moved Kazri into the middle, which I, actually at the time I was crying out for, and then we folded and collapsed afterwards, well, which made, made me feel like a, well, a bit you of a know, And I, I remember that game as well, the, the Arsenal game. I thought Kazri had a good first half. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't he gave, perfect. He gave the you... ball away in a dangerous position, I think, and that. And I think some people were like, "Oh, well, he can't be bothered, and he's lazy, yeah. and he's not getting up and down." I thought he had. He looked like he had a bit of creative spark. Yeah, he was, he was. He was trying to create things. He was he, trying to yeah. play the ball out as well. He wasn't just lumping things up. Yeah. You could you could see what his, his in, intent was, even if it wasn't yeah. coming off. But I mean, again, you know, we go back to the to Kazri and the the post match comments and from Moyes saying basically he had a good game today and. It, the rest basically is irrelevant, the rest in the past, and I'll talk about it today. But he's quite happy to pipe up and tell everybody about his third, well, which is it, third or fourth best win percentage in well, the Premier League, which is now, is which is completely irrelevant when you've only won five in 32. But he's quite happy to talk about that, I but he won't talk about the fact that he hasn't played Kazri all season or giving him a, a sniff of a chance. I think with Moyes, I'm almost wondering what's he more bothered about, doing the right thing for the football club at this moment in time or whether he wants to do the best he can to protect his reputation and his own interests. Because comments like that, they are very self-serving, aren't they, when 
he's he's almost distancing himself from the problem. Yeah. He's caught saying, "Look at how brilliant my win ratio is." So it can't be my fault because I've got this brilliant win ratio. And then just another point, like I want to make as well. I think with Kazri, it sums up his conservatism as a manager. So he says, oh, he gives the ball away too much. Well, from my point of view, I would much rather we have a creative outlet who gives the ball away occasionally, but he's also liable to create chances for you. And I think that sums up his mentality as a manager. Well, I've got on that point as well, I was going to bring something up. Going back to the Watford game, I made this point on, on the Twitter account. So we didn't play Larson and we didn't play Kazri. Um and afterwards, obviously, the comments were made about we didn't have enough stature in the team or whatever, and Watford are a threat from set pieces. Watford have the worst record in the league for conceding from corner kicks, <laughs> and he didn't pick. And we had nine corner kicks in that game, and he didn't put Kazri in, he didn't put Larson in, the two primary set piece takers. Gibson so, was taking the corners, wasn't so he? So he's not looking at he's not looking at how much damage he can do to a team and exploit their weaknesses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's always looking at. What, how can we get hurt? How 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 is somebody gonna do damage to us? And it, you know, it's, we all know that. But I think, you know, say we had nine corners. I don't know which which side. Obviously, corner Kazri's in swingers are definitely more dangerous yeah. than his. Although he's well, created goals from his. Uh, he nearly, I think he put one in for um, O'Shea at the weekend, didn't he? Which uh, he couldn't yeah, get a purchase yeah. on and that. But he does put you know some decent balls in from one side. But definitely the in swingers there is. You know, his weapon. I don't know how many of the nine corners, but if he gets two of them right... Yeah, you play the percentages, don't yeah, you? If he gets exactly. two or three of those nine corners right, then it's a responsibility the players, the attacking players in the box to to finish the, the opportunities. Um, and it, it really does... It just does frustrate you. It, you know, I mean... Do you want to... I know you're getting ready to play some of these team. I don't know... You know, like I said earlier, you you look at a manager there, and not, even if he tries to do something positive, it just comes back to bite him on the backside. He makes a substitution, exactly. with brings on Barini. Barini scores <laughs> and makes him look like an idiot for whatever reason. Where Barini is out of order there. It's a bit rich from Barini, though. Trying to suggest that that was a wrong decision to draw. But then he but comes it, it out afterwards me, and also... makes those comments as well, and and then he makes a comment as well about well, last at the end of last year it was great. We had me, Kazri, and Defoe up front, and. We were doing really well and basically saying that's what we should have done at the start of this season. For me, it makes me question again what's Barini's motivation because again he scores Himself. on Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he scores and he gives it the big end of the manager. He did the same last season with Allardyce. So I for... haven't got pro- I, to be honest what, with the Allardyce one. He probably had a little He'd bit been of out the team for a while. Yeah. He'd been out of team and Doyle was playing. He was kind of in Kazri's situation yeah. to a lesser yeah. extent, wasn't he? Definitely. Um, so he, he probably had a little bit of a case. I think he scored maybe three or four goals at that. I think it might be in fourth of the season that one. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it it when something comes back to bite on the backside, even when it's positive, then do we notice the shift in in, in change of his his tone recently? Like he's almost conscious about trying to say the right things now but you feel like it's too little too late where he's trying to actually the players have been really good in training all week and we've got to believe we can still get out of it and I've noticed in the last couple of weeks he's gone down he's gone down that road but he didn't start the season off and the, and the seeds already been planted yeah. but for me words have they become absolutely relevant if you don't back them up by your actions and we saw before the Watford game he talks about well it's do or die now we need to really go for games we need to get wins on the board and then as you say he makes really conservative decisions to protect like our like to protect the point at the start of the game rather than picking like people that go on and win the game and making attacking substitutions. 
we can overanalyze it. Even if we are, I know, but if you say, "Oh well, we need to go and win games," then he doesn't back that up. So what's the point of saying this? Like it's not overanalyzing for me. It's just, yeah. No, no, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying you were over. I'm just saying we. Go on. I think that that is the the real issue here is that you know again we've probably spent 15 minutes or so talking about David Moyes and it, it it's it's week to week it's it's the same you end up talking about the manager for the vast majority of the time because it's just a you know it's just one thing after another it's it's a mess and it's all of his own doing you know you can't you can talk about not having players fit and a lack of quality in the squad, but then you go well. You've had opportunities to rectify that. You've failed to do it. Every everything, everything you can, every excuse you can give him, he's had ample opportunity to do things. Yeah, that's the first time some, he's, so he's do he's, something he's, else. The first time he's done that real positive line starting lineup. But like, do, you, do you ever do you wonder though? Do you think? And it almost reflects his attitude in the games where we're making substitutions, like eighty minutes, eighty-two minutes. It's almost like the game's gone now, so I better do something. Yeah, talk the season's gesture. gone now, so I better, yeah, I better yeah. do something like different. Well, because there's no pressure on the, there's no pressure on the decision because it's like, well, if it goes wrong, it don't matter anyway mm. because we're dead and buried. Yeah. And that, I think back to that Arsenal game again, like that, because he tried to make a positive change. He put Kasri in the middle and he shifted things around, and then we just collapsed. And we were, it looked like, well, we did get back in the game, didn't we? Because we equalised. Well, yeah. Um, what, what I was saying there about the over analysing thing, I was saying sometimes. This positivity that a certain manager can bring, and self belief can 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 be overlooked. And you, you can discuss tactics, and you can discuss systems and shapes. You mentioned there about my boys uh, worrying about um, you know the other teams rather than what we can do. And Martin Smith says that Mick Buxton was like that as a manager, and we, to the point where the players would like laugh about it behind his back and say, "Come on, what you know? What point? You go to bed um, thinking about what their fullbacks." Which side their fullback's going to go in and stuff like that, and how he gets forward and how he tracks back. And he said that when Peter Reid came in, he wasn't a masterful tactician at all. And if anything, Mick Buxton might have even been a little bit of a better coach than him, but he just brought positivity mm. and he, fitted, he lit the room up when he came. We're going to get out of this mess because we had seven games or whatever it was to stay up. And, 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 and that can be overlooked a lot. Do, think, do people think Moyes can turn it around with the fans now? It's in, What's we interesting, we always say, is that. The, the, there's a small percentage of the population actually represented on, on Twitter and Facebook, but of course, because we all use it, sometimes it can mislead you a little bit, can't it? And and as to what the general mood might be, I still have friends who want to stick with Moyes, I'll be honest, and I still and I have some some more do than don't as well. These people aren't on Twitter, some of my friends who just got the game, so I do think they represent quite a, a large percentage of the fan base, but there were... Um, a few boos and, and chants. Do we do we want to play what Moyes said when he was um, he was asked about the the reaction from the crowd at certain times? Well, I think when you're not doing well, you would expect it to be negative reaction. And, uh... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. 
Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. So, I, I love that it goes like it doesn't bother me. Dig. <laughs> that that yeah. one doesn't sound too bad compared to the ones he was when he was yeah. speaking to Nick Barnes on, on when he was on, speaking. On but the thing is, he's gone. He's done two separate interviews and he's taken the opportunity. He hasn't gone. Mm, probably shouldn't say that. Probably a bit of a silly thing to do. I think. I think that is his Goals problem with, game. with getting the fans back on side. I, I only speak for myself here, but I'd appreciate a bit of honesty from him. Just Definitely. saying. Well, yeah, maybe I have made some... Dis- like, he doesn't even have to be specific. I don't want yeah. him to even come out and say, well, maybe I should have picked Kazri earlier. But, you know, you could say some of me comments earlier in the season, maybe I should have been a bit yeah. more positive. And Peter then- Reid did that when we got relegated in 97. He said, when, when he got asked if he wanted to stay, and he says, oh, of course, I want to stay if I'll have me. When I mean, I'd, I've dropped bollocks left, right and centre was was the phrase he used. Yeah, well, like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, that, that goes... Honestly, it does mm. go a long well, way. People see, talk about honesty and... There's all there's this thing about oh we're much more transparent now and people are just being honest. It's like well, be honest with yourself as well. Yeah. For me, when we're in these sort of situations, I would almost like to see a bit of a siege mentality from the manager. Like try and generate that. So like when he has the opportunity there, he could have then like kind. Of, I know he did say the fans have been fantastic, etc. But he had an opportunity there to really kind of like fight our corner and like kind of defend the fans' right to kind of express their opinions. But then turn around and say right, like Rory said, I've made mistakes. But in the summer, I'm going to do my absolute hardest to turn this around. And I'm going to do the best thing for the football club, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. As I say, not even specifics, even if it's just kind of like cliched sort of stuff that managers say, it does go a long way. And, I, and again, it just goes back to this thing. It's kind of almost like David Moyes versus like the Sunderland supporters at the minute, like with the attitude in the media, and it's just not good really for the whole football club. Can you pull it back round? Sorry. Can you pull it back round? Well, I know. Well, you've made your decision on him, I think. Well, so, you but, know what? I, think, I was saying, even if he keeps us up, I'd still bin him. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, to be honest, uh, he's gone. Like, uh, you know, uh, like I think... Was there nothing, was it nothing would, in, the, in, the, in the performance of the weekend? I'd sack him could... tomorrow and get somebody else in and say, right, you've got a week of the Middlesbrough game. We've got to play Middlesbrough. We've got to play um, Bournemouth. Then we've got to play Hull. Then we've got to play Swansea. It's, it's now, right? it? I know, but you're saying that. Right, so you can call us deluded. deluded I don't think we'll stay up. <laughs> but if you look at it, you know, yeah, we're nine points. Hull have got a massive game next week. Hull, Swansea, Palace and who else uh, down the bottom play all play next week anyway. Middlesbrough. Okay. They all play next Saturday when we don't. And Hull have been brilliant at home. And they play Watford who are in a bit of form actually. They've won, yeah. I think they've won... Yeah. Have they won? Tenth now. Watford, have they won three, points three or games in a row? Something. I mean, three, four games in a row. <laughs> and they, they'll cause teams problems. Right, so they, they you know... It's not beyond the realms of possibility that Watford are going to go and beat Hull at Hull. We'd have two games in hand on Hull, we'd be nine points behind, and we know we've got Hull in three games' time. Now, say you beat Middlesbrough, then you beat Bournemouth at home in the space of a week, then you've got Hull, and you're three points behind Hull. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, because we've only won five games all season. It's but a I'm, mentality I'm, you have to have, isn't it? But yeah. I'm not saying... I'm not, I don't think it's... Him. We've had harder run-ins than, than we've had. This is the easiest run-in I, I can recall yeah. us having in, in any season where we've been beat, battling the drop. We're not picking up points in this no, one, No, we're not picking up points. That's what, the, the, reality, the, the reality is that it's highly unlikely 
you know, we're going to have to take at least 10 points from our next 12, so... But, yeah, if we had someone with a bit of positive... Yeah, exactly. But, you, you know, it's not it's not a an insurmountable task. You know, with, you know, Swansea, as you know, we've talked this before, there's a the Swansea podcast, sometimes we get on the show, they, they're talking about Clement and saying he's the right man to take yeah. them forward. You know, he's a bee's knees two months ago, so they, they're obviously under pressure. Sack two managers already, and the yeah. debate whether they should sack another one. You know, Hull... Hull after they play Watford, I think they've got Southampton away and then they play us. So they're terrible away from home. Um, I'm just saying it's oh, no. that, that some sometimes some some things happen. It's a shame we couldn't get that win at the weekend because I think Casri could have been maybe the, the Wickham of yeah. whenever yeah, or definitely. whoever. You know, you know, just that something happens in a game, and all of a sudden everything seems possible again. And the win at the weekend, it would have felt you know seven points behind. I still even think we're nine. You know, even even if 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 um, Hull drew with Watford, I don't think that would be a bad result for Sunderland if they're being if they're thinking well, we're still in we're still winning with chance and we'll keep battling until the end and all that. But when when they say it, like you're saying, it does seem a little bit mealy mouthed and like they don't believe what they're saying. But maybe, you know, Barini coming out and making those comments. I'm trying to put positive spins on all this stuff. I'm being a proctor, but... I can't see <laughs> You know, maybe Barini coming out and, you know, digging people out a little bit, which he shouldn't do. Is that clicks? Or the I, manager, do you think? Or clicks in the dressing room? I don't know. But do you know what was interesting as well? There was a comment going around on Twitter as well from uh, Lee Catamore about Kasri saying, you know, he's a good lad and I'm really pleased. Yeah. And that he's played. He's, po- he's and, popular by all accounts with the players, Kasri. He's popular in the dressing room. Well, you just think we'll put him in then? One like, thing I noticed on watching the highlights, did you notice, obviously, Gillibodji and Corne were on the bench? And they were celebrating. They were, like, getting really animated, even for yeah. the chance and, and Dong missed yeah, assured Moyes. And, and, yeah. and again, that could be, you know, maybe that is a bit of a click with Dong, Kazri, like, mm. I don't know. I could be reading too much into that. But Corne always has this thing levelled up from that, like, oh, he doesn't care and everything. But he was, like, on out of the he lads was. on the bench, he was, like, look gutted when that chance was missed and he was celebrating when... Kazri scored, but again, that could be because of mm. there's a click there. But maybe there is something in the dressing room there that if someone could get them a bit more united, give them a bit of a lift. I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate. I guess, I guess what David Moyes would come back with and defend himself is before a click for Allardyce, it took a long time, and and we we, we got over Christmas last season, and, and some people were starting to ask questions because it was quite. I remember one. I think it was Watford. We lost at home, and it was just oh, a disgusting game mm. to watch. And you just thought this is what we've got now, and, and you kind of like start to listen to the to the West Ham fans and the that was but December, then, but then I think, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it clicked. I guess Moyes would say, um, you know, there the, were signs. He's put Kazri back in the team for whatever reason, and he might come out and have a reason he's not telling us about about something that's gone on or whatever. But he's put him in. It's worked. It's a game we should have won. Um, although it is debatable. How bad West Ham are! You've got to remember that they lost five out of six. Yeah. The goalkeeper was horrendous for both goals. I thought. Um, yeah. So you know, on another day we could have lost, but I think we did generally play quite well and deserve to win. He would say, "It's my ideas are starting to get across now. Injured players are coming back." <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate. That's well, like a bit more sharpness for Catamol, isn't it? And I thought actually he was terrible for the first goal but I thought Gibson well, could win it quite Gibson well had a decent game. The, referee, like the referee didn't do Catamol any favours booking him oh no no the first attack of the game well, there was one and, and, and there was one that this, West Ham did pretty the, I don't know who it was but pretty much the same thing but that's, someone that's, went through and he just took that's Andrea Mariner that isn't it yeah. oh, that's, that's him awful. that's him just looking seeing it's Lee Catamol 
and getting his yellow card. Yeah. Oh, it's strange and and that's affected his game, definitely. Strange you say that. I mean, we all in here talk about like cutting more provides with a boost, but there's um, like a group of people that sit in front of me at the match. And it's kind of an in joke, like around with people where you sit, where you call them, like the Cottonmouth haters, because like as soon as he got boot, turn around, see that's why he shouldn't be in the team. This isn't the other, and like he's not everyone's cup. I, I know, but it's, it's, it's just strange how like different people's perceptions are. I mean, he's probably your dar, like one who sits in front of us, but my dar actually did used to sit over there, but it seems he's, he's, back, uh, <laughs> he's back on the north stand now. No, he's not. You know, he's not everybody's cup of tea. And again, that that's the. That's but the thing can't. where like, you, you, you judge these levels uh, and engage these levels on, on social media. If you, can't, really if you can't see what he brings... and Yeah, I thought it's the most functional that midfield's looked oh, in a long... Doubt. Especially second half, because Gibson can't run. So with him <laughs> with him dropping deep to collect the ball from the centre-halves, letting Catamon and Dong use their energy higher up the pitch, and we've got like Kazri buzzing about as well. It's like, bloody hell, there's some attacking intent here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, It's the first time in ages oh. we've been able to see what the team's That's trying to saying, do. There was, there was a trying, plan. I'm trying to work out... If it's an improved performance, or it's far too little, far too late, and we're saying it's took, it's taken this long to get a half it, it decent can be, it performance. It can be both of, of yeah, those exactly. things, though. It can mm. be both of those. It's things. Also, it goes back to what we've said. We've been that bad for so long, but like if we like string two passes together, it's like, whoa, this is canny, this mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll put a lovely move together in the second half. Oh no! Like, oh, oh we turned the bar for about ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, like, but then uh, I think it just broke down, didn't it? And then but, they nearly hit us on the counter. And yeah, scored, yeah, that so. would have been appropriate. No, it's such a Sunderland goal to let to let James Collins score oh, against him, yeah. with a header. Like, I'm not sure what the marking was. The West Ham had one corner. Have you only had three shots on target? This is, oh, this no. is another I think thing. we only had four to be fair. Like, but still, this is the thing you talk about, like kind of like Moyes when he absolves himself from blame. Well, attacking and defending set pieces from a coaching point of view, that's two basic things you can sort out. Yeah, mm. you, that's, you a, know. that's <laughs> a first. I think that's the first corner we've scored from since. Oh, I can't even the remember the Leicester game. What, the own goal. Aye. I think we do. There was another one after that. Um, but the the definitely was, but I can't remember what it was. Well, we haven't scored in seven games, so let's go back. <laughs> the Palace game. We no, didn't score for corner there. Stoke. We didn't score for corner. Liverpool were never. Year. Liverpool was penalties. Um, Burnley was <laughs> the four off Yana's eye. No, it definitely happened, but I can't remember what it I was. I mean, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah, you, you just yeah, you, you're talking about. Uh, you just mentioned the Burnley game there and. We've went to Watford and we've lost. We we've Burnley have the worst away record, I believe, still in the Premier League history, and and we 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 couldn't beat them. West Ham, as I said, of coming into this game, they did win last time out on the back of a win, but five straight losses before that, yeah. with one of the poorest goalkeepers I think I've ever seen in a, in the Premier League. Um, and we we've 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 took two points in those two games, and yeah. maybe it is just because we've just been. We've had all the joy beaten out of us up until this point, yeah. where you you put a half decent performance in and you think it's all right, but it's hard to gauge. You're going into next season, it, it, it's a hard to gauge where we can go from here. And if the club, the club are going to stick with him, especially if we get what I mean. Do, does anybody think we're even going to get thirty points in our seriousness this year? So we need another three wins. Because I was sitting against Burnley at home, and that's when I thought we're not getting thirty points this season, as that game was unfolding in front of me. I sat and I thought that's when I accepted relegation yeah. that week. I think and we could I, we could get a win. Said, at, we, you know, we we aren't going to get to thirty points here. We might get a win at Middlesbrough because they're as bad as, as, bad as us. The, the, yeah, the, the rubbish. Yeah. Um. So that's twenty four. Can we get another six after that? Probably not. Maybe a couple more draws. 
you, I, you don't know because maybe we, we could have a bit of a spark and not not necessarily stay up but like put something together but you've got to base it on what you've seen through, well, the, through stick, the majority of the season. If they do that and, and, and I think if they get over 30 points now and win a couple of games then they're certainly going to stick with the manager for next oh, season. Like, and I, I, hope, I hope they we do. Think, we think they're going to win anyway so is, you know, just trying to look for, for positives can... can at what point do you you know you you need to turn it around and, and think maybe you need to start supporting him and that he needs at least a transfer window to say okay this is my team next year and he can he, and he, he can help himself can't he with yeah, what yeah, he exactly, says exactly, we, we, exactly. we know that the demeanor needs that. to change but yeah. he, he and he'll, he's going to need to sign players some players going to leave Kazri's probably going to leave like that well, Kazri, and that's going to be just you know it's going to go down in history Kazri Jack Larini was another yeah, one yeah, yeah. where you have these great players playing for Playmaker you playmaker types and, uh, yeah. yeah and they just you don't see the best of them and it's just it's frustrating but he's got to use his money wisely we Definitely. can't see more of the same like ex-Everton ex-Man United players he knows he's got to and I don't mean necessarily not go for like British players you know the likes of you know someone like John Walters would probably do a job yeah. for us next season like at least if we can see players that like he's signing for an identity and exactly you know, pace. We need some pace in this side. He's going to go back after Azure, isn't he? But I think I'd be surprised if he didn't go to a. Yeah, I think he'll have Bright, a better off. Brighton are going up, perhaps go club, back yeah. there. Even Newcastle, that's the kind of player they would be looking at. You know what it is? Again, with Cavalry, though, as well, you think if we had a different manager, I don't think he'd definitely leave in the summer. I no. think, you know, we don't have to sell him. It's not like he had, we had, like, because everyone was thinking, oh, we'll just sell Cavalry in January. It didn't happen. Mm. Wasn't like you were seeing rumours every day about this team linked with Cavalry. That it was only Fenerbahce I think who were linked with him in the window. And one thing you will get from Bain and Moyes is, is the the one you get the impression they're going to sell cheaply. No, so, got a reputation. Yeah, I think they've come out and that. said that recently yeah. that the, these players are under contract. I think it was on the back. Of the Which is good to coming. see. That, that's no, a it is. It is good to see. But, but we do know we're going to have to raise some exactly. money. Like he's going to sell Pickford. There's just no doubt about and, it. And as, as much probably. as we would Pickford, like, Pickford suggested he. He wouldn't be adverse I, to staying, but I don't, I don't think John Henderson particularly want to leave. But if an offer comes in, you know, Mo, you know, Moyes has history of this, doesn't he? Yeah. You, know, you need you know, to remember you, that. You, you, two, he's going to. He needs to fund. He you, needs to yeah, fund but, a, a promotion but then, challenge next season. You're, you're right, but then at the other at the other end of the spectrum, you want to they want to get back up first time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. of course. How many points <clears> does Jordan Pickford win you in the championship? Oh. Untold amounts. Yeah. Well, even in terms of starting off, I'm just saying how much. I would try and I would try and fund them, fund money by selling other players. Well, but then you don't you don't have to spend. You could you could spend twenty four million pounds on players in the championship that might get you two better players at that level. They aren't going to bring you as many points as Pickford. No. I'd be I'd be thinking, you know what, sod it, we'll just keep him if he wants to stay. Just not worth it because his, his value he's not gonna he's not gonna get worse. His value is gonna he's not gonna depreciate it's in value. The, it is the one position where you can play in the championship and still get in the England squad. Yeah. Recent years of like Tom Heaton was still yeah. getting in there. I think even Hart was getting picked when he was. But on doesn't board yeah, I don't think that matters either because he's not gonna get in at twenty eighteen, is he? Even though he probably should. I think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. He's better than, like Fraser, he's better than Fraser, Fraser Foster. So, so who's I would imagine Hart, very Heaton. soon he's going to replace yeah. him in the squad. Hart, Heaton and Butland as well. They're probably the three. I think he's, is he not probably ahead of Fraser Foster now? Oh, well, definitely. Well, you'd have thought Foster so. for a bloke who's six foot eight. He's terrible on crosses. Yeah, I think he's maybe fourth at the minute. Like third mad. at a push. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, <exactly. laughs> He'll be the best goalkeeper in the world. I just think no doubt in my mind at all. Just got he's got everything there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's used to the ball. Attitude, you know, he's he's just phenomenal. Like he's you, some of the, as well, isn't he? <laughs> he sees, you know, some of the saves he's made this season and his contribution to the team. 
overall in 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 his use of the ball, his quick thinking, um, you know the way he motivates, you know players who are far more senior than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think the big advantage Pickford had was he'd played over a hundred games on loan before this season. Yeah. At all five levels. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he's been at like Darwin, and when they that was his first loan spell was at Darlow, and they looked as though we're going to go out of existence. So he's he's learned it the hard way, yeah. and he's come from Boston, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And as I say, he's kind of and what impresses me from like a goalkeeping perspective is he's not afraid to be like kind of organised, defended. He's always on the case, which for somebody yeah. who's not a senior member of the squad is very impressive. He's a yeah. presence. But just going back to what we were saying earlier about like Moyes, I think he definitely he needs to earn the right though the rebuild. Mm. I just don't think at the minute he's doing enough. What and can he do? Well, I think what will earn him that right. It's a it's a strange one because he's not like steal, when I've been on the podcast, I've always kind of come across as being very anti moist but like Rory will know more than anyone. Like in the group chat, we have a wrote report. It was like almost like a, like a bit of a running joke about me like sitting by Moyes, whatever. You know what I mean? But captain positive. Yeah, basically, yeah, that was it. Um, but yeah, you say what you can do to earn the right. As I say, just be a bit more kind of like buoyant, create a stage mentality. Say, look, what's happened's happened. I've made mistakes, but now we need to move on. In the summer, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. I want to bring this to a football club. When we get promoted again, I want to bring this to a football club. And I just want something as a supporter, just to get behind, basically, and something to, like, to reinvigorate me, because it's just, as we were saying before, it's basically you're going to the match at the minute out of a sense of duty. Mm. It's not really, like, you're not really getting like a great deal from it, and you're, as I say, I just want just something to cling on to and give me a bit of hope so for the future. A couple of home wins and then uh, a yeah. change in... in, in... In what he's saying, and yeah. Then, then in the which summer, I, I think it's changing slowly. It's 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 not a dramatic change. I think it's, it's, it's changing slowly. I think is that you know the setting of expectations. He's got spectacularly wrong. Yeah, and that's I think that's kind of what you're saying, yeah. really. And I said it a few weeks ago. It's all very well when you're in the Premier League saying, "Well, we're going to be in a relegation battle." I think out like on reflection now it looks worse at the time I wasn't too fussed because I thought you know he actually started quite positively like in, in that press conference where he was like you know basically when you know one like call one like oh, call mic drop after that one we're going to go do after that he just like absolutely obliterated everything it was like he, he means business then he made that comment I can understand why it did irritate some people but I was thinking well I said it before we are going to be in relegation battle. Did we, every team in the bottom half of the table is in a relegation battle at some point in, this, in the season, and we've seen that this season. Um, or been looking over the shoulders, and maybe more for some teams than others. But how many other managers down no, there no. address that? that You're right, London? but then but I think it's everything that's gone on afterwards. Where yeah, it's, exactly. Where it's that's made it worse because he hasn't. He's, the battle's the key word. Exactly. There hasn't been a battle, it's been a surrender. This is why the noise when he says, Oh, we need to keep on fighting, I'm like, well, can you start fighting? Yeah. <laughs> it it has been a it's a bit of a surrender. And I've said before, it's all very well saying what he said at this season. But next season if he starts setting expectations and setting low bars when we're in the championship We need just, to go into that not, division with, not with a lot of positivity. He's gotta he's gotta go into it thinking we can win the league. Yeah. That, because we should, a team like Sunderland in that league should be winning the league. Yeah. And also, Aston as well, Villa should be winning the league. Leeds should be winning the league. And it, this, this is a, it's going to be very difficult. But we and if we if we go in there with the attitude that we're not as good as other teams, then we're not coming up. Exactly. We're not coming back up. I mean, and the two two or three years in that league could could see us awesome. in there for seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. And it's about doing it carefully. And we've we've spoken before in my house. Allardyce used to get the balance right. Mick McCarthy was somebody who, you you know I'm not I'm not his not his biggest fan but I think he he kind of did handle the expectation levels okay because he he never said oh we're going to win the league we're going to walk away with it he, he 
put a young team together and he did just say, I want this team to perform and I'm competing is what he used to say. Mm. And that's the kind of, even if it just goes to that level, because you don't want to be going in, you don't want to go on too far the other way, do you? And saying, I think, you know, should, I, gonna... I think I think he's got to be saying this year we want to go up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I yeah. agree. He but, should be saying yeah. this year we want to, we want to finish in the top two. But because of that, that's why, as frustrating as it is, you know, like the, that's what you could have won performance on Saturday. I'm all right with those kind of performances from now until the end of the season. As frustrating as it is to think, why didn't we do this earlier? We need to go down with momentum. We need exactly, to go down with exactly. with the idea of this is what he can do. Yeah. If he can build a team down there, then. I'm not saying like clean slate, fresh start yeah. because he, he's made mistakes this season. But at least there'll be you'll ha, you'll be able to have seen something that makes you think he can get us back up. Because at the minute there isn't that there. You know, Saturday could be the start of that, and I, ho- I really hope it is. But yeah. it's it's I mean, tough. It's like you say, we need a good start next season because in the championship it sounds a bit kind of like arrogant, but there's a certain indignity to losing games of football in the championship that isn't in the Premier League. So like if you get beat off the say like likes of Burn Albion or Barnsley, exactly, exactly. It is as I say, it's a bit of like an indignity. And if you lose a couple of games early on in the season, the kind of traditional championship teams, then you could see things like really start to get nasty. So as you say, momentum back into this season, which needs to go into the start of next season. Absolutely, and accountability maybe a little bit more. Well, winning games, (laughs) winning some football matches would be really, really nice, wouldn't it? You know. Doing goals and that. Yeah. I feel like we need to stop just before we uh, uh, this evolves well, we were like a relegation we special because we've got plenty of time for that. <laughs> we've got plenty of it. Well, we've got plenty of it. I did say, you know, <laughs> it's not. Let's see. I'm thinking we're dead and buried now, right? If Watford beat Hull next week and Swansea don't win, I might be thinking, hmm, interesting. Then we lose to Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah, but that's a yeah. We probably will, but if you can beat Middlesbrough, then you go on Bournemouth yeah, yeah. at home. Hmm. Hold the following week. At least you go into the games with a bit of yeah. with a bit of hope. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying it. It looks horrific, and I think I said we, we've, we're going to go down. We'll probably not make thirty points, but we've seen before it can it can turn. Mm-hmm. You know, after that game, we got beat five one off Spurs. We, had, we only had seven games left, didn't we? Six, seven games. Yeah. I think we needed seven points. And we had Man City. No, I think we had six games left. We needed seven points to to stay up after that Tottenham game. And we had to play Chelsea, Man City. Chelsea, Man, Man City, Man United. Yeah. All the way from home. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah, I don't think they, this this team's capable of doing it. I think they would be if, if they were motivated properly. I think yeah. they'd be capable of doing it. But let's hope maybe they have a word with themselves... This week, maybe we. I'd like to hear the, you know, all those cliched, you know, words have been said. We've had a meeting, and we're going to do this. I hope they do have a meeting. Well, I kicked off like the wasn't it before Bournemouth? Yeah. Like the need to have the need to sit down. If Barini's going to come out in the in the press and say stuff that there's, you know we're not as united as we have been, fix it. Yeah, exactly. And you know maybe that'll create the siege mentality that they need to give themselves a bit of positivity. They've got a player back in the team who. Offered them some something different in in the last mm. game, you know he was instrumental. You know, and Dong takes that chance that he should have scored mm. it might be in different game. You know, the, there was a lot more to take. You can you, if you use it as a springboard for a positive end of the season. You know, say we're st- still we're not staying not dead by the time we get to the Arsenal game. Yeah, that would be something, you know. But but anyway, 
Speaking of um, going to London the last week of the season, <laughs> we're doing a, a live show on behalf of the Sunderland FC uh, supporters branch, um, the London branch. Um, it's at a, the place called the Knights Templar, which is a Weatherspoons pub. I, f- I found out the name and everything this oh, week. Pints are one ninety nine in that yeah, class. Um, no, it's London. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll be doing a show there. If you if you go to WisemanSay.co.uk, on the top of the page is a sticky there. You can go through there and. It gives you all the information. Um, it's the the twentieth of May, and we'll be on about five thirty, I think. Um, but so, so if you're down for the Chelsea game the night before, and you well, fancy, just a warm up. yeah, basically, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> there might be it's people. Fine by me. Maybe <laughs> we'll have a good drink. Well, yeah. The last <laughs> few things I've had have had like Moyes and Short there, so you know maybe they can come on the panel and ask him. <laughs> so David, why have you been so useless? David, you don't that. listen to the podcast, yeah. do you? Oh no, I don't. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Pleased to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Big Just fan. Just some like grotten wire, <laughs> like that, waiting, like flossing his teeth with it. It's got like snipe itself. Just bleeding. That would be oh, uh, terrifying, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Would be terrifying, an enduring image. But yes, if you want to come to that, you've got to, you've got to basically email the branch uh, to reserve your tickets on five pounds. So go on wisemensay.co.uk. All the details, courtesy the London branch are on there, and uh, if you're down there. We'd love to see you there. And then maybe we're going to have a relegation debate that day. (laughs) Yeah, that night. About who we're going to keep. So, thanks for listening. (laughs) 